Thanks for joining us on Sandful Radio. Zach Milbank here, and with me today is a new coach of the Glenelg Football Club. It is Brett Hand, and Brett, unfortunately, we weren't able to quickly catch you upon your appointment uh, before Christmas, but uh, now is the time we're catching up, and congratulations on your appointment, and no doubt been a whirlwind for you uh, with COVID and quarantine and everything before Christmas. Yeah, g'day, Zach. Thanks for having me. Um... Yeah, she's been a bit of a crazy four weeks, that's for sure. Um, not really what I thought it would be eight weeks ago, but um, <laughs> super excited to be here. Um, yeah, looking forward to the year ahead. Hopefully 2021 is much better than 2020. Yeah, it's um, in regards to COVID, yeah. Indeed, it's been a challenging year for everyone in the footy industry, that is for sure. And um, No doubt you've experienced that in the last couple of weeks. I understand you've just come out of quarantine, um, but that period, in a way, was probably quite handy for you because it enabled you to get your head around uh, your new position at Glenelg and, and sort of uh, realise where you're at and how you're placed. Uh, yeah, yeah, it was. Um, you know, it was, as I said, there was some plans initially for me to get over here um, this weekend um, in preparation for the trip to Darwin, but um, obviously with the border restrictions happening, sort of moved that forward and um, got sent into quarantine, which was a bit of a blessing, gave me a chance to... Um, have a number of Zoom calls with the leaders and have some of the players and the staff and mm-hmm. um, look at some vision and, um, yeah, I've probably done a bit more work in the last two weeks than what I would have done if I was still on holidays back home in Sydney. So, yeah, yeah it's been advantageous for me. What attracted you to coach the Glenelg Footy Club, Brett? Um, I've, I left Adelaide well, I missed out on the Nord gig in 2008. Um, mm-hmm. I was coaching reserves in 2007 and I missed out on the Nord job and um, opportunity came to go coach St Mary's. So I left and took the family up there and, you know, in a roundabout way, I've been in the AFL system and um, when Mark got offered the job at Brisbane and I got a phone call from Justin Scripps, I hadn't really thought about coaching mm. that team again. But, mm-hmm. you know, over the next week to 10 days, the more I thought about it, the more I got interested in it. And um, when I had the interview and was going through that panel process, it was, you know, the juices really started to flow. And I thought, no, I'm excited by this opportunity. And, mm. um, you know, there's a bit of family connection with the footy club. And, you know, they've been successful in the last couple of years. They've got their, got their finances back in order. Um, there's a really good mix of youth and, and senior guys at the footy club. Yeah, it just was a you know an opportunity that I just couldn't let go. So mm. yeah, had the long chat with the family because yeah, different situation now. My kids are all grown up and you okay. know, Sydney's home for them. Uh-huh. So um, just left my kids in Sydney at the moment, and my wife's just there until um, my daughter gets a job somewhere and mm-hmm. yeah, she'll join me. But okay. yeah, very excited to be back. Yeah, that's a big call for you to leave the kids in Sydney. How's all that unfolding for you, Brett? Um, yeah, it was I went, when Justin rang me to say he got the job on the twenty second, I think it was. Yeah. Um, he said, "Right, he got forty eight hours to tell me." And yeah, <laughs> uh, there were plenty of tears. Yeah. Um, yeah. But you know, my son, he's um, settled with his girlfriend, and mm-hmm. they moved out about ten months ago. You know, he's got plans to move into state for work at some stage in the next year or two. Yeah. And my daughter's just finished paramedics degree, and she's prepared to go anywhere. So okay. You know, the likelihood is that in one or two years, my wife and I'll probably be left in Sydney by ourselves. Yeah. So yeah. there would have been a time when we were going to move back to Adelaide. It's probably just come in a year or two earlier than what we thought. 
Okay, yeah, fair enough. And just for the listeners' benefit, you touched on the family connection with Glenelg. Uh, what's that one? Um, yeah, my brother-in-law's father, John Robinson, obviously a very proud um, um, member of the Glenelg Footy Club, present for a long time, played games here and mm-hmm. you know, legend down here. So, um, yeah, Mark, my brother-in-law's been heavily involved with me at Nord as mm-hmm. a team manager there when I was there, and he's yep. still at Nord. Yep. Um, but... Yeah, my auntie and uncles were mad Glenelg supporters and just lived around the corner. So, yeah, yeah there's a little bit of family connection there. Yeah, terrific. Um, just looking at the uh, list and no doubt when you did your homework in the interview process, um, I guess the list is in quite a healthy spot, isn't it? Uh, still quite a um, strong contingent of that 2019 Premiership team still there, and uh, certainly um, you would imagine uh, well in contention again to uh, to uh, do good things in twenty twenty one. Yeah, it's it was um, quite appealing when I when I had a good look at it in detail, and um, you know to have the, the senior guys um, that have done so well, you know Chris and Max down back, and Luke Harding in the middle with Smokey and you know, forwards with uh, Lucky Edwards and. Uh, Liam McBain, you know, like, mm. there's two quality leaders in each of the each of the lines, um, and then you get the likes of you know Sam Durden that wants to come and play at the footy club, uh, returning from the AFL system. Lockie Hosey has come back to the club. Um, Toby Pink's come back to the club, and I just think that it's you know strengthened the the group that we've got. Um, bit of a little bit more AFL experience in there, but also some mm. um, guys that have been around the place that that have won. Had a sense of winning a flag and are hungry again for another one. So yeah, yeah, and, and you know we've got a really good group of young guys still coming through and mm-hmm. some quality 18, 19, 20 year old boys that you know are excited about see what they can bring. Yeah, most definitely. And with those senior guys, uh, I guess in a way, in your first year um, in the job, uh, pretty fortunate to have some of those guys of that experience, as you mentioned, they're um, driving things and driving the on-field standards and and also the method of gameplay. Yeah, Chris Curran's been exceptional, um, and all the leaders in particular. Um, but Chris has obviously stepped up uh, when Stoney took off, um, mm. and he's taken been involved with training. And you know, Brett Exelby, who's my assistant coach, has been on board as you know taking a bit more control since Christmas. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, you know, I've had meetings with the players, uh, the leaders before every training session, and you know, from all accounts, training's running really well and smoothly, and you know, yeah. that's the sort of thing you want. Um, your leaders get to do when they're on the field is to, to lead by example so, mm-hmm. and, and lead the way and, and instruct. So, yeah, I'm pretty excited about what they've been able to do over the last last ten, um, two to three weeks. How would you describe your style as a coach? Because obviously uh, NEFL uh, Coach of the Year there in your time um, coaching the Giants uh, NEFL team for a couple of seasons and very successful ones at that. How would you describe yourself? Um a relationships coach mm-hmm. um, but um, yeah I, I'm, I've got some good ideas of how I've, I think we should need to play and I'm, you know structure in particular um, but very encouraging of players to play to their strengths mm-hmm. um, so you know I'm not I'm not such a structured coach that you know it's, it's got to be done in a certain way um, mm-hmm. you know I like people to players to use their own initiative if they see an opportunity to take the game on Um so, you know, you'll see a bit of that this year with us um, from Glenelg and, um, you know, very similar sort of game style to Mark with a couple of tweaks with that. But mm-hmm. 
oh, definitely a people's coach. Um, and, you know, look forward to sort of developing those relationships with the players, whether they be, you know, a 17-year-old kid that's coming through um, the talent pathway or through mm-hmm. to, a, you know, our, our, leaders, our older guys like, you know, Aaron Joseph, AJ, 34, 35, what he is. Yeah, you know, yeah. Um, I hope that I can develop those relationships across all, all age groups. And we see it as a huge thing in um, sport and also footy in particular these days, um, Brett, that relationship building. Um, why do you think it's so important, particularly in this modern era? Um, I was a school teacher for 16 years before I left to get in the AFL world, Zach, mm. um, and kids have changed a little bit. Yeah. Like, you know, when I was playing footy, Neil Barman, Neil Craig would yell at you and you'd jump. You know, yeah. Say, yeah, okay. Um, whereas, you know, kids these days... Just need a little bit more um, understanding as to why things need to occur, mm-hmm. and I think um, if you've got the ability to develop relationships with them, and you know, a lot of the times if they're on the same page as you, they get an understanding of why you're doing it without mm-hmm. actually having to tell them. Yep. Um, so I think having those healthy relationships and having a good understanding of what you want within the group um, sort of enhances that, and that then allows players to to, to grow. Yeah. Um, and, and you know the important thing for me is that everyone in the footy club's got a growth mindset. Mm-hmm. You know that, that we can look at ways of improving each other, um, and essentially that's what we want to. We're all here to um, get the best out of ourselves, yeah. and you know hopefully we can do that by challenging each other in the right ways. But you know we're doing that in a way that isn't offensive. And you certainly achieve that at uh, in both your roles uh, with the Northern Territory. Um, uh, side up there um, in the junior national champ space, but also the GWS uh, youngsters, and obviously it came to fruition in 2019 when um, you made inaugural grand final berth there. And uh, what sort of experience do you get from those two stopovers in terms of uh, that you think you can bring to the job at Brighton Road? Um, so I coached my own team for 10 years before I moved before. I- coached at Nord in the 19s, so I had a good understanding how I wanted the club to run. Mm-hmm. Um, and then getting to St Mary's was just a, an outstanding experience to sort of refine what I'd learned in the four or five years before going to Nord as a 19s reserves coach mm-hmm. and putting that into my own sort of game style and, and the way I wanted to run a footy club. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, the family culture of the St Mary's footy club was what I thrive on. Um, mm-hmm. Having a connection with, you know, players families and staff families and just make them all feel a part of one and the Saints were, were exceptional at doing that um, and I was very privileged to to coach them for a year and a half um, mm-hmm. and then you know the NT Thunder job was was similar just getting play, players from across the territory to come together and you know and work work towards a common goal and we had a few players drafted out of those years and you know I think moving to the Giants was just an experience where you just won't ever replicate to, uh, from building the club in 2010, 2011 out of Blacktown. You know, I had five offices in five years before I could sort of put my feet under a desk to say, this is my desk. Um, so we went through some really hard times. And, you know, I was talking to someone the other day that, you know, the first five years of that footy club was like being involved in a footy club for 10 years. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I think you can underestimate how the players that played in those first five years and the 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 workload that went into them and their their bodies and their minds, um, you know, in particular, and so to, to reach you know three prelim finals and then to get to a grand final in two nineteen was you know just um, 
reckon it wasn't quite the icing on the cake because we didn't mm. get we didn't get the cup. Yeah. Um, yeah. And you know, like two sixteen was probably the one that was sorely missed uh, mm-hmm. when we lost to the Bulldogs. But mm-hmm. um, you know, to be there on the last day in September and play against you know Richmond with you know hundred thousand people screaming out yellow and black, you know. Yeah. And, um, you know my. My daughter and my son's girlfriend said to me, oh, hell, we have to sing that song, are we? <laughs> um, it's been taunting us for, for a couple of years. So, you know, that's, that, that experience on Grand Final Day and the Grand Final Parade, yeah. you know, which I was lucky enough to walk in, was, you know, something that was a culmination of 11 years of hard work. Yeah, um, yeah. So, yeah, it's something that I can't ever replicate. Um, mm. It's something I'm very grateful for being given the opportunity. Mm-hmm. Um but, you know, I've taken a lot out of it and hopefully can bring some of that stuff here. Yeah, most definitely. There'd be plenty you can bring there. And uh, certainly you touched on your time up in the Northern Territory with St Mary's, so uh, quite appropriate. In fact, it's worked in nicely that you're heading back up there to you know, somewhat of your old stomping ground up there in Darwin for Glenelg's um, pre-season uh, match in both the men's and women's team against the Northern Territory composite sides up there at TIO Stadium there at Marara. Um, really exciting for you to be involved in that. Yeah, it is. Yeah, um, it's, it's quite ironic that my first game is going to be, as a coach, be up there in the NT and um, haven't been back there for three or four years, so it'll be nice to go back and see some familiar faces and mm. walk into the Saints club rooms at some stage and see some people. But you know, NB footy's um, you know it's it's a religion up there, as you're probably yeah. aware, Zach. It's uh, you know they live for it, um, and you know not having the thunder anymore. Um, by all accounts, you know the local players are really putting their hands up to say they want to play. So mm. you know I'm expecting quite a strong team from them, and yeah, um, yeah it's. It'll be a challenge for our guys, but um, you know, one that we're looking forward to. And nice for you to get um, a um, a look at the list and its capabilities. Even some of the guys you're probably not that familiar with, uh, just seeing them in action so early is a real bonus for you, Brett. Uh, yeah, it will be. Yeah, because you know, training is training. Um, mm-hmm. You know, you get a little bit of training, but you really see what players are made of and you know how they think when the ball's coming down and what they're mm-hmm. doing in situations by watching games. So. Yeah. Um, you know, I've had a few people ask me about how you're going to coach, and you know, it's it'll be a little bit of coaching, but you know, mm. it's really about sitting back to watch what they can do. Mm. Um, you know, uh, it's you know, there's not going to be a, a whole lot of um, direction or structure about what we want to see, but there'll be a few things that we'll focus on. Yeah. Um, but it, yeah, it's a great opportunity for us to play some players and maybe some spots that they might not normally play in, and um, yeah. Yeah, give everyone a good. Uh, uh, some good time out there on the field. Sure. And I understand you'll take a squad of 30 up there and uh, likely 24 will play uh, against the NT boys? Yes, yep. So we've agreed to 24 mm-hmm. um, with the NT team. So yep. um, ideally we'd have liked to play a few more, but um, that's okay. We'll manage 24. We got, uh, I think game comes 23 minute quarters. So. Mm-hmm. We'll do some heavy rotations. You know, we haven't had a huge pre-season um, yeah, but, yeah. Um, you know, mindful of where the how the bodies are, and yeah, yeah we'll keep um, we'll keep we'll look after it. That's for sure. And uh, the women get to be a part of it as well. It's fantastic. A whole of club uh, exercise where they play the curtain raiser as well earlier in the game. So really does foster that uh, strong link uh, within the Glenelg Footy Club. Yeah, look, when um, Justin and Paul told me that the girls are coming too, I thought, what a great opportunity 
Um, you know, they because the timing of the women's season, and you know, you sort mm-hmm. of cross over a little bit in the gym, from what I understand. And yep. you know, I've only spoken to Jason once, but um, you know, it would just be good for our players to get to mingle with each other, and um, you know, for their leaders and our leaders to get together. Um, mm. You know, to talk through some things, and you know, what it means to be a Glenelg footballer. Um, I think it's pretty important. So, yeah, it's. We're taking a squad of a team of about 60 up, I think, mm. 60, 65 staff or something, So yep. and players. So, yeah, great opportunity for, for both teams to mix together. Terrific, Brett. We uh, look forward to seeing it all unfold on the weekend. Of course, that is the clash uh, between Glenelg and the NTFL on Saturday, January 23. Uh, we thank you very much for your time on Sample Radio for the, coming on for the first time. Once again, congratulations on your appointment as the new coach of the Glenelg Football Club. Uh, look forward to uh, catching up with you throughout uh, season 2021 in what is a very special year for the Glenelg Footy Club being its centenary season. Yeah, thanks, Zach. Looking forward to celebrating the 100 years of the Glenelg Footy Club and yeah, look forward to catching up during the year.